Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest, ladies and gentlemen. Rangers, you've chosen wisely. Uh, this is Jackie Cation. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. The credits, of course, Mike Rickberg composed and sang the opening song, and he will sing again at the end of the Mexican Hat Dance, which is actually from episode one that Mike Rickberg was on, where he taught me how to use my sound equipment. The other credit, though, no longer need to know how to use my sound equipment because Patrick Brady will fix this audio. Patrick Brady, very exciting. Vilmos fixes my website. Uh, this episode, and for the foreseeable future, we're going to have a Vilmos ad. Vilmos does my website. This week, I am in Montana, Great Falls, Montana, for a Judy Carter uh, Expo. Another expo. This is my second comedy expo this this <laughs> this year. I'm also doing a bunch of shows in Los Angeles, including the Hollywood Improv. And then next week, I'm in St. Louis and Chicago, opening for Maria Bamford. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Let's hear Vilmos's ad. And then let's get into it. It's Vilmos. If you've heard my name before, it's because I've been taking care of Jackie's website since 2010. I talk to people all the time that feel like they're being held hostage by their web guy. They didn't get the site they wanted. Then when they want to make a change, they have to wait forever. That's why my web design philosophy is a simple one. It's your site. You should get what you want. I will take your idea and turn it into the site you've always wanted. Then, if you need to make changes, they will be done promptly. Maybe you already have a site that you need to make changes or additions to. I can do that too. It doesn't matter who created your site, I can still work on it. So take the first step towards a positive website experience. Contact me, Vilmos, at HiredGunCoding.com. Hey folks, Jackie Cation here sitting in my living room. It's the Dork Forest and I'm sitting here with Sandra Doherty. It's such a beautiful name. It's a beautiful name, Thank Sandra you. Doherty. Yes. I went Sandra. I like Sandra better. It has, it has more depth. It has more texture, as they say in the, uh, in the worlds. So let's tell people you have a podcast called Sex Nerd Sandra. It's true. On the Nerdist Podcast Network. Yes. And Sex Nerd Sandra. With no H, not like Sandra or Sarah or any of this business. It's yeah. S-A-N-D-R-A. Yeah, soft A, old world Sandra. Old world, very Ooh. nice. And so it is, uh, yeah, you can find like Twitter, Facebook, website, all of it. All of it, Sex Nerd Sandra. I'm, I'm at Nerdist.com if you want to see a picture associated with the episode. Oh. I'm weekly. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a weekly podcast. And I was on it. Yes, you were. And we talked, I believe, about married sex. Yes. And which, of course, people lining up, lining up <laughs> to hear what, what's that like? What's, well, you were remarkably, um, forthcoming about actually the process of how you met your partner, how you oh, met your sure. husband and, and the whole, I don't, just the whole story was just marvelous. I, oh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's fun. And I think, you know, on the, on the, on the Facebook, there's a Facebook Ranger page, uh, Dork Forest Ranger page <laughs> and, um, 
they post other podcasts that I'm on sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, she's talking about something else. And uh, so whatever I'm talking about on somebody else's, I, I did an entire podcast. These these guys have this seventh level, I think it's what it's called, seventh level access or something. Mm-hmm. And they talk only about the television show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Entirely about the program. Agents of Shield. They will weed off and talk about other, other Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're actually going to New York Comic Con this week. I am. That's uh, true. To, to teach a blowjob joke. Uh, <laughs> blowjob joke? No. Um, is there a blowjob joke that you want to teach? Oh yeah. Well, there's like at least twelve of them. <laughs> um, I was actually invited by New York Comic Con because they're taking over the city for the week of Comic Con, and they're okay. calling it Super Week. And okay. so it's it's different people from pop culture doing pop culture things. And so I they were marvelous and invited me to teach boning 101. So it's like, right. like a fundamental. Mental's a fantastic sex type class. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, people will line up. People will be involved. It's people. actually almost sold out. I sure. Is, uh-huh. Does it cost extra? Um, like yeah, a, it's an extra five bucks. Or anyone, or something like that? anyone can go to these things. They don't need a Comic Con badge to go to the, the stuff around town. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's kind of cool that way. Oh, that is nice because yeah. then they don't have to. Because to go to things at a Comic Con, there's lining up. So many of the lines. A lot of the lines. The sleeping in the line. The sleeping in the lines, and then you don't. I just went to my. I think my current and don't don't don't. I'm not etched in stone, but my current con favorite conventions right now is Gen Con. Really? Because it is a board game convention, mm-hmm. board game tabletop gaming convention, and there's not a lot of lines. Uh, mm-hmm. Essentially, you meet strangers and play board games and tabletop games with them. Mm-hmm. So you're not essentially – it's not a theater experience. You're not watching a panel. You're active. You're involved. Yeah. It's so much more social than anything I've ever seen in my life. So The thing is – okay. I went on the Jonathan Colton Cruise Crazy Cruise. Oh, did you? And there was a gaming room, and I really wanted to play, but I also knew that I had very limited time on this boat to do all sorts of things. Oh, was there other – because there's, there's a million things to do. Yeah. Well. I mean, there's a constant buffet, and there's the pool, and we're, we're at Jamaica, and there's just – and I'm really tired, and there's a theater thing, so – I would need to be like, how long is this freaking board game going to take me? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there's and and they tell you right there on the yeah. side of the right there on the side of the box. You're like thirty minutes. I would add fifteen. <laughs> uh, so I uh, just because especially if it's the first time you've played, you got to learn how to play. Right. I so, like that part though. I yeah. like rule learning. Well, and it, but it adds it adds a couple of minutes. So, but mm-hmm. there's plenty of games that only take like if you ever get a chance to play Pandemic, you everyone dies almost immediately. I love games like that. Yeah, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to stop Ebola, and what happens <laughs> is is we usually fail, and the world ends, and then uh, then you laugh and go, "Oh, this game is really hard. Let's play again," because <laughs> it only took twenty minutes. Can we play Pandemic? Do you play Pandemic? Like, can we play Pandemic? We could probably pay, play Pandemic. There's only three. I th- we could probably play with three people. Just, All right. Yeah, yeah. I, it could I happen. Really, I really like games. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's good. It's just D&D takes like seven hours. Um, yeah, if you only play every once every five or six weeks, which is what I do, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it takes a good six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. But some people, like Brian Posehn, he plays every week, hour and a half. Really? Mm-hmm. He gets yeah. everyone together for an hour and a half. It seems like such a waste for LA. Oh, wait, is he in LA? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And, hmm. uh, but they, it's not, I mean, that's a couple hours. They probably sit around and, you know, have a beer before. They might go out to dinner after. I mean, but the game itself only takes an hour and a half because hmm. they just do the thing. And it's him and Blank Patch. And I think it's him and Blank. I don't know who's in their, in their D&D crew, <laughs> but pretty sure, pretty sure. Hmm. And Patton I used to be in it, but, uh, that's because that's how those guys all became nerd friends mm-hmm. is by playing D and D together. Let's talk about your dorkdom. Let's let's do this. <laughs> We're five minutes in. Let's actually discuss what you like. To- oh my god, I'm overwhelmed. You know, I've been thinking about this all week. Just really? I'm so excited. Okay, but I also am like, afraid of being 
so not obsessive. Enough. No, I'm obsessive oh, to no, a degree. You no, can't, you can't. Welcome to the dork forest. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the place where you get, you're excited about it. But it is because I don't know anything about these things. Makeup, fashion, and hair. Things you were not interested in when you were a child, a little baby girl, when <laughs> we were all supposed to be interested in makeup, fashion, and hair, according to society and their mores. Right, those guys. But now, those guys. <laughs> and now, uh, but now, interested. Makeup, fashion, hair. I'm obsessed. Why? Um... So, so I, I don't even know where to start. It's, um, well, where do you buy your makeup? Oh, anywhere. I mean, I kind of go to Mac and I kind of go to Sephora, like any of the places where you get to just smear stuff on your face and kind of go, I like it. I don't like, yeah. And then I I talk to all the makeup artists. Okay. So you go to a a Sephora or you Mm -hmm. go to the Mac thing over at wherever and you talk to the people that are working. Yes. But I've learned that if you talk to anybody who has a ton of makeup on their face, like bright fuchsia lipstick and Mm -hmm. like they overly contoured their cheekbones. If I try and get any of their opinions, their eyes have been trained where they can't see regular things and they, and they, the world that they live in is is uh, colorful to a degree that I can't handle. <laughs> right. So I can't, I can never trust them to okay. give me an, oh, right. they don't it, get my it, sensibility. It's like a hairdresser. You don't want, if you don't like the person's haircut, you <laughs> right. can't get your haircut by them. Right. How are you supposed to go? Oh yeah, that's, that's, I'm going to want that. that mm-hmm. This is what they think is a good idea. It's, I've never, and I, and I learned that from my, my stepmother who was a hairdresser. She was like, you gotta, you gotta go to somebody who you yeah. like their haircut. So. Yeah. You try to, when you go up to the Mac counter, you're like, you look at the person and you're like, oh, they seem sane the way they, or comparable or something. Well, I mean, it's usually something, okay, let's just, let's back up a second. Let's back up. There's so much. Fashion is really the thing that got me into everything because, um, I'd hear all these really shaming, judgy things as a kid. Like, oh, that was so last year. Like, you remember that phrase? You'd hear it in TV shows and stuff like, oh, that was so last year. Just this just valley randomly, girl. Yeah. Or random, yeah, was, yeah. And, um, or like that just, that outfit that doesn't, it, that the, it, it, it cut you when you would hear it, somebody shaming someone else saying that is so last year. Or like, I don't know. It's like, oh, they were totally flirting with, with your friend. Like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know how to tell when someone's flirting. I don't know how to tell if an outfit is cool or not. Like, right. I don't know. Sure. It's a different, it's Greek. It is a language I do not know how to speak or yeah, understand yeah, even a, separate, a little bit. It's a learned skill, I think, for sure. You're Mandarin. There's even tones. And then I can't figure out if they're happy, sad, angry. I don't know what's going on because there's an up. So what made you go fashion? Um... Well, first there was a lot of, cause I, when I date, um, when I date, uh, if I'm dating a guy, often there's that thing where the girlfriend kind of helps the guy along in their fashion journey. Right. Like there, that, like, that, that I've read that in Harlequin romances. Yes. That well, happens. and for me, I d- tend to date guys who are really friendly and funny, but tend to be a little bit awkward and kind of just, they don't have they, a lot they of need fashion. A little polish. Okay. And, but the thing is that what will lead me when I, I help a boyfriend pick out clothes is I'll go, how is my libido doing in this? Like, am I turned on and do, am I attracted to this person that I am attracted to in this outfit? So you look at clothing and go, am I, and, and see the guy in it and go, is that helping my libido? Is this helping my boner right now? Okay. And like, sometimes I'll put something on and I'll be like, I am less attracted to you now. And so then it just becomes a listening to my vibe, how attracted I am to that partner. And then I've started to notice. you realize that that was, that was a good bar? Like, cause that's a fascinating way to go. Yeah, that, that, that works fashion wise. And, and, and because of that, and I can tell that it works fashion wise because I'm sexually attracted to whatever's happening there. How it worked fashion wise? Yeah, how did that, how did you come to that realization? That's neat. I think it's, well, my terror 
about fashion decisions because I also went to a private school mm-hmm. in, in elementary school. So you didn't get to really express yourself through clothing. And so when I went to public school, yeah, yeah I, public school, I was like, Oh, now I have to make these decisions. And it was really actually kind of traumatic. Um, it felt like there's a right choice and a wrong choice. Mm-hmm. There's, there's good, bad, there's winning and losing. And what I kind of learned as through the process of, of working with a boyfriend is that it's actually, there's no right. It's more what feeling I want to create. Right. And so like I teach and I have to be really conscious when I teach workshops around sexuality, not to choose an outfit that might uh, stimulate arousal. Okay. So I want to create more of like a cute or like, Oh, isn't she adorable? Kind of like, like I'll kind of choose a vibe that's that so that, uh, I see more approachable and less intimidating. Okay. Like I, I'm more aware of emotion. Like, okay. When, with the clothing. Yes. Okay. Um, so that's been Neat. happening for a yeah. couple of years. I, it's just, it's just it's the feelings involved. But I also have, um, I mean, I feel like I'm just sort of rambling right yeah, now. That's a welcome. That's, oh, okay. uh, that, that's like, what everyone does. Oh, okay. So, but it's fascinating. I, I don't know. Go. So it's, I guess I never really understood. I grew up in a household where I wasn't allowed to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. And so a, a lot of this comes back to childhood stuff, but I, there was fact, there was science, there was historical fact and, and things like that. But I, it was really my, my dad really had the opinions in the household and I, you either agreed Thank or God, you were quiet. <laughs> right. Awesome. Thank God that he just <laughs> took the bull by the horns and had them for you. Like, That's good. He told me all the time I looked terrible in red. Like sure. it's just red was a no color for me. I right. love red and I wear red a lot. And you it, would look great in red. Thank by you. Because of your coloring and red pops. Thank you. I don't, and by the way, red is also power of, uh, color of power. Maybe that's what he did. Really? I was, I don't know a lot about fashion, but I read <laughs> it in an article. And as Maria Bamford likes to say, we all know how powerful articles are. Uh, they tell us things. <laughs> and, uh, so, but it's, yeah. So uh, you would look great in red. I mean, but the thing is, is so you're just, you're, when you're a kid, first of all, you're given clothes mm-hmm. and then, and on sitcoms, they always fight and say, I'm not going to have that or I'm not going to wear that. And mm-hmm. I've seen children do it now where they're like, I'm not going to wear that. When I was a kid, it was like, well, if you don't wear that, it turns out you will be nude. Uh, <laughs> so why don't you wear that? Well, growing up, I had a grandmother who would put me in uncomfortable doll outfits, like those like terrible, itchy yeah, fabric. Yeah, and, and it was just taffeta and it's all. My, my mother used to do that when I was yeah. like four and five. Every picture of me. Either I'm overdressed or wearing a pillowcase. Yeah, it's misery. She would get very drunk. <laughs> uh, so she'd forget Aww. about clothing at the end of it. But the, uh, but the thing is, is, so now you get to pick your own stuff. Yeah, it's, um, so I dress for comfort. But the thing is, um, I dress for comfort, uh, whenever I would dress with something a little bit tighter or something a little bit more feminine, I'd get a lot of comments from my friends like, oh, you're really, you look nice or you look different now that you're trying. Right. And so I realized like, oh, you get really I, self-conscious about that. Yeah. And then everyone's looking at you because it's like you're changing the game. It's just weird where you're like, no, everyone gets to wear whatever they want, but mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, you're wearing a dress. And mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing where you're like, yeah, I have a body and it turns out it will carry all kinds of different kinds of mm. fabrics and all <laughs> kinds of different styles and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. And it's amazing how much people expect you to stay in a particular category of expression. Well, people hate change, of course. Yeah. So they're the people who are around you are like, why would you? Oh, my great aunt was just talking about how her granddaughter dyed her hair blonde. I was like, well, good for her. Did she, is she enjoying it? She said she loves it. She's never going to be a brunette <laughs> again. And I was like, well, then that'll be nice for her, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> because who gives a shit, right? Who gives a shit? And why not? Why can't we leave space for 
change and evolution for, for the people around us. Like, right. Why do we have to that nail them down? That would be great. And we are all terrified of change. I mean, who doesn't like the, the you know, the accidental tourist? Everybody likes mm-hmm. norm, norm, you know, patterns and it's just more comforting. But, but if you can, like me, I, it, it's hard, for, it's hard for me to wear anything that isn't the same thing just because I am used to it. And I'm pretty lazy when mm-hmm. it comes to it. What, what do you like the idea of shopping? I actually, I used to love thrift shopping and, and, and garage shopping and kind of seeing all these little treasures that are really cheap because I like treasures and looking for stuff. But then, uh, the last decade or so I stopped. I just realized I hated shopping because nothing fit well and I just was really awkward in my body. The thing is, is going back and starting to get into dressing, like dressing my partners again, I started to pay attention to, uh, things that I love about men's fashion, which brought me to start loving shopping for myself again, because men's oh. fashion is easier. They have less options, mm-hmm. right? It's like collared shirt, polo shirt, t-shirt, ta-da, <laughs> right. mm-hmm. you know, but within the few cuts that men get to choose from, you have all these color options and male uh, masculine color schemes are beautiful to me. Like you've got navy blue and you've got a really, you've got these warm browns mm-hmm. and there's black uh, and uh, baby blue and you've got um, tans. Like you just, they're just really kind of warm and like you can do like the English professor kind of right. vibe. Like oh, the right. browns. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do biker guy, kind of like the chromatic stuff, the grays and the blacks. And it's, it's, there's more structure there and I need more structure in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I actually look at GQ and different men's, um, the, the art of manliness. I love that blog. Like their fashion is are amazing. Yeah, it the is. The art of manliness. Yeah. That sounds it's awesome. charming. It's, there's a lot of mustaches. My sister will love that. Yeah. Uh, my sister has a, 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 a and has always had, uh, a magazine subscription to both GQ and Esquire. Mm. My sister dresses as a man. Oh yeah. Her children call her Mappa. That's adorable. It is adorable. But it's what, what's the name of the blog? The Art of Manliness. The Art of Manliness. Yeah. I will, I will pass it on. I love it. I, I, I um, just so, then blazers. Yeah. Okay, like I brought a blazer. Okay. That I love. And mm-hmm. I, when I saw this, I actually saw this at H&M a couple years ago. Do you mind that I, I mean, realize this is a sure, podcast? Sure, it's an audio vehicle, but I think people need to see it. So I saw this just walking through the girly section of H&M, and mm-hmm. I stopped and I ran over to it, and it fit perfectly. Right. This is a navy blue blazer. But if you look at it, it's got this texture. Right. Like, it's, it's not just a plain cotton whatever. Like, there's actually... It's it, cotton, but it's there's it, it, it's like um, woven or something. Yeah. I have no idea. It's kind of a raised checked pattern a little bit. Okay. Maybe a bland houndstooth. I don't know what you'd call that. Okay. But it's like, I, I'm almost, you know, synesthetic. The, with the uh, textures with, and stuff? Like where if you like hear music, you see colors or something oh, okay. like that. Is that what that is? Yeah. That's you, an have, awesome you, word. you have yeah. sound, uh, you have, uh, sensation crossovers. Oh, that's neat. Um, like some patterns I see, I can almost taste. Okay. Like there's, and it's, I wouldn't even call myself synesthetic, like officially, but there right. is, like if I see, um, like I loved checked tweet. That's something that I have, like anytime I see it, it's like I can feel it everywhere on my body. Like my whole body goes, ah, check tweet, check tweet. It's the best. Ah, and I go right. over and touch it. Um, and I just think it's beautiful. And I, I recently, fell in love with some uh, a blazer that had checked tweet tweet but they didn't have it in my size. Right. I went back 2 weeks later, 3 weeks later and they had it again. I freaked out, but for some reason I didn't like it as much. Oh, I couldn't figure it out and I figured maybe it was an off day. I bought it. I went home and I realized this shit isn't checked tweet. This is houndstooth tweet. 
I hate houndstooth tweed. You don't like houndstooth tweed? It's like What's this tiny, difference? it was, um, and it was, oh wait, not houndstooth, it was like herringbone. It was okay. kind of these V's, like these lined up V's going okay. every other way, like. Instead of tiny boxes? Exactly. Like, like checked? Okay. And there was even a little blue, but I was really, I was feeling the orangey brown, not the mm-hmm. blue brown. Mm-hmm. And it's like this stupid, subtle stuff that you wouldn't ever. Nobody else is thinking about it, but no. you're thinking about it because you're like, that's what you, that's what you loved about it. You're like, it's so close. I hate that about some clothing where you're like, it is so close to exactly what I'm looking for. I had a pleather jacket that I wore on my special on Comedy Central in mm-hmm. 2003, ladies and gentlemen, and it was pleather and it had a Chinese symbol on the back. Uh-huh. So it must have cost a nickel and, uh, <laughs> and it was free to me. A friend of mine, um, she, uh, a friend of mine, she is with the same body type. Mm-hmm. She's the best taste in clothes. And I used to get clothes that she was bored with. Mm-hmm. I still have a dress. I love those friends. Yeah. And uh unfortunately, we're no longer friends. Very sad. Uh, I know. I miss the clothes more, though, because she was kind <laughs> of a nutbag. But uh God love her. And I wish her only the best of <laughs> luck. But uh it is very sad. But she had a really good eye mm-hmm. for seeing what would look good on her frame. Yeah. It's such a gift, like, or it's such a, I don't think, I don't, I think you can learn it, but mm-hmm. it's like, it's like all talent, I think, where some people are born with it and, and you can develop talent, but you, some people are just born with it, with an extra eye, I, an extra eyeball, an extra uh, eyeball in, in their fashion interesting, place, interesting in their fashion, choice, their fashion uh, yes, that's, <laughs> uh, it's not the one in the middle. It's, I mean, for me, I, I have to intellectualize everything. It's not, <laughs> it, it'll, it, it goes from being intuitively clueless. <laughs> for me, I just have to overthink everything. I have to intellectualize things. Um, so I've, I'll kind of, I start turning it into data. Like, mm-hmm. like, and I have to intake it, like, in, I have to turn it into numbers and bring it into my brain. And then slowly it turns into an intuition where okay. I don't have to think about it so much. And I've noticed that about, um, all of this. And it really, I think of myself as a beauty survivalist where I kind of have to, um, I ha- I ha- I have to like these things. Okay. I have to, cause it, as a sex educator, like people invite me on to do a video or I go on a TV thing or yeah. whatever. I'm in pictures and it's kind of like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I have to present myself. looking at you going, why do you think you should be able to talk about sex? And so. Right. It's, it's kind of a thing I, I kind of need to do. Also, I realize it's, it's kind of the job, but knowing yeah. stuff like this is also a bit of a superpower because I'm getting tired of having to over explain myself and people are always like, Oh, you don't look like a nerd. Like, what do you mean you're a nerd? And I just, they, ass hats. Well, anyway, but it's fine. So what, so what have you done now? I realize that the more I can signal who, who I feel I am inside through what I wear, oh. the less I have to explain myself. Fair enough. So it's, it is a bit of like, I guess branding would be the concept, but really it's just authentically representing who I am. Right, right. It's just, you know what? It's part of the conversation. Yeah. And it's part of the conversation you might not have to have if you wear that weirdo hat. Right. That they're like, <laughs> or whatever, you know, you're like, I'm oh wearing a doctor, I'm wearing a doctor scoo who scarf. I don't think you get it. Do you understand? Do you understand where I'm coming from? I know right. it's also chilly out. And then my problem with a lot of geek fashion stuff is yeah. it's, it's so on the nose. Like, let me take these TARDISes and make them into earrings. Right. And, and they, that was fun, you know, a couple of years ago, but now there's so much of it that even though I love what I love in, mm-hmm. in the, yeah, I like subtlety and I think nuance and I'm, so I'm starting to get. Right. There's a place for TARDIS earrings if you, if you love the TARDIS and mm-hmm. you liked and you have a pair of earrings, but there is an everyday thing to it where, I mean, it's very like, 
I like to wear like this T-shirt is an Optimus Prime. I love it. Uh, Obama crossover change into a truck. <laughs> it is currently my favorite shirt. Mm-hmm. And so it is the second, I just bought a new one because the one that I was wearing was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's, and this one's, but it's, it actually has a, I used to not, I, I've always sold t-shirts that say things mm-hmm. in college. I sold Wisconsin wear really seconds and irregulars, my friend. Don't worry about why the tag is cut. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, it's a $6 shirt. There's going to be a reason for that. Don't worry about it. Just buy the damn shirt. And then in, uh, when I lived in Minneapolis, I worked at a hippie skippy t-shirt poster sweatshirt place and it was all like pro-choice and, and environmental. And we co-opted a lot of the native American stuff, still mm-hmm. doing it. I was just visiting. <laughs> anyway, they're still working it. And, um, but so I, for, for a little while, I will, wore only Wisconsin stuff. And then for a couple of years, I wore only political t-shirts. And then when I quit that job, I was like, I'm never wearing another shirt that has a design on it uh-huh. because I'm sick of like, it's hard when you do stand up and you have a t-shirt that says something because it's distracting from what you're talking about mm-hmm. where people are like, what does her t-shirt say? What is mm-hmm. that t-shirt like? And I gave it up. A couple of years ago where I was like, well, just make the things you say more interesting. Mm-hmm. And you get to wear your fun t-shirt and, uh, and then just oh. say something smarter. And so, but it was, I've co-opted this conversation though. I've digressed into whatever I'm trying to say though. But when you, when, when We're passionate you, people, that's it. Got to dork out. Got to, got to make it happen. But the thing is, is so when you, if you wear something, like do, how do you make it, how do you make the nerd thing subtle? Um, like you're wearing your hair and this is super cute. In a, in, in matching braids. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, and it does, it does lend itself to thinking, oh, she is approachable. She, this is, this seems like a very nice woman. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have actually a sex ed friend of mine is like, why do you wear your hair in braids? It makes you look really young in this kind of, like, I get it. Like, like yeah. two braids, you're like a little kid. And, uh, I really have very little kid energy and mm-hmm. I'm kind of goofy. Um, uh, I think I'm really, I'm really excitable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And also it's easy. Like I just have a lot of hair and really yeah. taming it into braids are just really. So that's why little kids have braids is because kids run around and you. Right. Ref- and the moms can just, just do it. And just real quick. Done. And yeah. then and like that, I have to yeah. do that to myself. Um, but it hair. does create a, 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 an atmosphere of, of approachability of, oh, this is a woman who doesn't, she's not, she's likable mm-hmm. and wants to be to and some I, extent. I had a really good friend growing up who was an ama- amazing at fashion. And one thing she taught me, uh, this is before I really started to think about my own, own gender feelings. Okay. Um, because I have a lot of, um, I'm very much a dude and very much a, a, a lady and it, it's just every day is a different feeling. Okay. Um, she, she, uh, if you wear something really feminine, pair mm-hmm. it with something incredibly masculine. So if you notice my boots right now, oh God, are my favorite boots, shoes in the whole world forever okay. because they're really, they're like motorcycle yeah, they're boots. They're dude boots. Yeah, they those are like, guy motorcycle boots. These are, um, Mad Max style boots. Yeah. They just, they and got they, buckles and then they're, they're a little over your ankle and, and they look kind like, of worn and, and, well, yeah, they look, they look like you should be, you should be on a motorcycle. Right. And, yeah. um, when they cause a those these shoes cause a specific feeling in me of like oh like on the road kind of in the desert yeah a little angry you, you can take some names but can you hang can, yeah that's it so it's a, a little I, tougher I wear these boots with dresses a lot because mm-hmm. dresses it's summer or mm-hmm. it's been summer it's so hot and right. like, so I get air conditioning dresses are great for that dresses are nice but I also don't like being that femi mm-hmm. so 
I'll do it with the boots. The, this hair is fine if I'm wearing kind of a collared, like kind of big, cause I'm wearing a collared big kind of loose t-shirt, uh, right. button down shirt right now. And so I don't feel like I'm over femming it up right now. Okay. You know, so it's for me, I'm not wearing makeup. So it's, I don't know. It's just for me finding the balance of expressing how I'm feeling right now. Like usually you can get a sense of what my mood so is. So that's all fat. I mean, that, your fashion for you is so intertwined. If for with, me, yeah, it's yeah. intense. That's it's, neat. That's so, it's cause it's intertwined with how you're feeling that day and how you want to be perceived, but also don't want to deal with the other people's perceptions. I mean. Because I have, we have to wear clothes. Like, right. unless you're a nudist, you have to. <laughs> right. So, and I, no matter, even if you don't, even if I don't care, right. I'm still telling people a story without, it's cause I'm, you know, part of talking about sex and, and mating and dating is, the nonverbal, we're, we're, you know, most of our communication is nonverbal. Right. So I kind of just went, okay, fine. Okay. I'm telling people who I am through nonverbally. I might as well do it well. Right. right. So what are your favorite clothes right now? Um, are there, are there, I mean, you have your favorite boots. I, I do. Clearly have you boots. enjoy that blazer. That blazer <laughs> is very nice. It also had a, po- a polka dotted kind of uh, lining on the inside. It does. Uh, I, it kind of pops. It's, yeah, it's fun. Polka dots, very, to me, very neutral. You can have polka dot socks, socks as a dude. You know, mm-hmm. it's not too feminine. It's, but it's fun. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm whimsical. Right. Yeah. All right. Here's some whimsy. Check it out. <laughs> Andy Ashcraft, uh, is the biggest, cl- the guy is a walking hanger. The guy mm-hmm. is a clothes horse. He loves color. He loves fashion. He loves, uh, he only wears red shoes. Okay. Red dress shoes. Huh. Those are, those are his favorite, uh, Interesting. he owns, but see the, his red shoes. Oh, well, those are beautiful. Yeah. They're Italian leather. I just got them resold for him. Fancy. And uh, very fancy. Him and my, as I've told this story before, uh, for our wedding, he bought three, f- five different pairs of shoes, mm-hmm. uh, through the mail. Cause they're the only place that he could find shoes that he liked. Mm-hmm. And he's looking, they all come. My dad is sitting on the couch and he starts opening them and he's like, this is the greatest day. <laughs> and my dad, who is a giant clothes horse as well, they're mm-hmm. looking at them. They're very excited. And my, my husband says, uh, uh, what? You know, this is, uh, the name, I forget, I forget the name of the brand, but he said, they all the, all the models were black, were black men. Hmm. He's like, why do black men get better shoes than white? Oh. And my dad, without missing a beat, just goes, cause they take care of them. That's why. And mm. I was like, I don't even know what that means, but it resonates. <laughs> it's like, it's two guys who are like, just talking about shoes. Yeah. They have so little to talk about. Oh, that's sweet. As as, no, no, I mean, just all men as far as like accessories. There's belts, there's shoes. You know, my dad does a cufflink. Not a lot of people. A do. cufflink. My he my. He a cufflink. The um, International Spy Museum in Washington D.C. has I've been. Yeah, did you see their cufflinks that have a USB um, yes. memory stick? You did. <laughs> the best. So cool. And a and a different one that was a wireless trans. Like I think gives you Wi-Fi. Like it's a oh, hotspot. Oh, a hotspot or something like that's that. That's an excellent idea. Yeah, it's intense. Uh, very spy-ish. That does, that does seem James Bondy. So, yeah. what are your other favorite? I mean, you're uh, looking at your notes. I'm looking Go, at my notes. Yeah, I do whatever you want. I, I'm just trying to think. Like, really, I got into shoes recently. Um, which means spending to sometimes $300 on a pair of shoes that you really like, speak to you. So right. I, I really did throw down a little bit on like some brown shoes, um, like some Timberlands, but oh, they're like, yeah. but they're like vegan. Like they're, they were on Zappos. They're like 60. They were like super, uh, on sale. Like nobody ever wants these shoes, but I was like, these are my babies. These are clearly the shoes I should have. And that's what I'm always excited. Oh my God. You just brought out shoes. Oh, these are so cute. 
Oh my God. Are These are yours? the greatest shoes. Yeah. I bought those shoes at a, a steampunk table at a convention. Uh, and they are the great, I've never, I never wear heels. I bought those shoes so that I could These learn how to wear the, wear those shoes. This is a, like a thick kitten heeled, uh, so kitten heel, yeah. but kitten heel is usually a small point that's about an inch long or so, but this is actually an inch wide and an inch long. Super supportive. Mm-hmm. Yes. And copper. Yeah. Copper. And then like kind of a black and gray, uh, Crisscrossed leather situation with uh what uh, flathead bronze screws yeah, going around yeah, the, like the, that's what the that's what the uh, uh the 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 divot the the grommets are they're all like it's not grom I don't know grommet is the right word but they're super steampunky looking so what does the shoe tell you about the person wearing it like what is this shoe saying to you that shoe this shoe says that these are the coolest fucking shoes I've ever seen in my life but, but what does know. it say about the person wearing they're it kind, you know what they are a little feminine but they're also ass kicky aren't they yeah like you could still run and after someone right yeah if I, when I learn how to wear these uh, enough because right now I I pretty much I bring them to shows and then Can I put, put my them fingers on. inside yeah go for it. I've only had them for, uh, I've worn them probably a dozen times. If See, that. these are beautiful, but I, they're not that cushy inside. So I'd probably get some sort of, cause like, I mean, I, I don't wear oh. heels that much, mm-hmm. but I also demand comfort. Right. Know? I mean, you seem like you could demand yeah. comfort too. Oh like, yeah. Come yeah. on, let's be realistic. The, the, totally. Like I would definitely put some kind of cushy little. Oh, like a, uh, a foam thing, like a, something to, as an in-between. Yeah. Like the $4 thing you see at the store in the foot section that you put at the front of your shoe. Do you know Guy Branham? Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, he was on, uh, he was on the show. He talked to uh, a Canadian, uh, political history. And, uh, but I showed, I showed him these shoes and he was like, those are the best shoes ever. Where'd you get those shoes? And I told him where mm-hmm. I got those shoes and he said, never tell anyone that that's where you got those shoes. You could have told me that those were $700 Italian shoes and I would have believed you. Uh-huh. And I said, as a Wisconsinite, I don't think I could buy, se- I, I, I don't know how to spend $700 on a pair of shoes. Uh, that feels like it would feed a family of four for a yeah. month. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So these were $120. That's a deal. The greatest deal. That's a total deal. deal. The, yeah. the thing is that $120 though still is seems, still really pricey for some people. It's, it, right. It, it's not a cheap shoe. Mm-hmm. These, that's why these are, these are, these are these are probably the, one of the most expensive shoes I've ever had. And there, well, yeah. I mean, there's so much art and thought that have gone into the design of them. Yeah. So nice work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it's you do you, you gotta. But those are the only because now you're into shoes and you bought vegan shoes. I have friends who are vegans. They can't wear they can't wear leather. They can't wear. Oh, I don't care about that stuff. Okay. It was just um that they're Timberlands, but they were on sale for sixty bucks. Okay. Uh, and they're lightweight and they're made of fabric and they're amazing and they're brown with kind of a gl- gray inlay. Like there's, I can't really describe them except they look like they're super dykey. Okay. Like they're the kind, like I wear them with kind of like knee length because I have, like my spirit animal for fashion is pretty much newsy. What's newsy? Like uh, you, the 1920s uh, oh, newspaper the, boys. Oh, the TV. <laughs> Movie. Yeah, with little caps. Newsies. Oh, sure. Suspenders. Sure. sure. Loose cotton tops. Hobo. The goon. <laughs> yeah. Fancy hobo. Sure. I'm really in the fancy hobo. Fancy hobo. Let's bring up hobo a notch and then bring it back down. Yeah. So it's like, how do I pair? I don't there's So there's my, I don't know. I realize not everyone is this emotionally invested in how to express themselves through clothes. And they shouldn't be. Um, you should be, and it's working. It's really important to me. Yeah. I well, I really want to share this because okay. when I figured this out in my life, I got... I figured out everything. Okay. You ever, like, what's something that you like that you could ever find in stores that you wish you could find to buy for your clothing? We're on the dork for us, so I'm going to tell you <laughs> that what I've always wanted are a pair of moccasins. Ankle moccasins with the fringe and then not not a, a hard sole, just a regular sole, which, by the way, 
would deteriorate almost immediately. Almost immediately. Because we live in a city. Uh, number one, I know exactly where to get those. Uh, that is, uh, news. That is great news. I thought I saw them the other day, but I, I keep seeing them. They're like your, your jacket where you see mm-hmm. a thing and you're like, not exactly what I want. And yeah. I'm not going to spend a hundred dollars on something that isn't exactly what I'm looking for. No, I think they're about 50 bucks. Okay. Um, that seems fair. No, I've been eyeing them for years actually. And they have the hard soul and the, and the no soul mm-hmm, versions. Mm-hmm. So I know okay. exactly. All right. Google. Um, these up up the back. Um, oh, there you go. But, um, oh, wait, wasn't my point. Okay. So there was a season or about half a year where moccasins were really in about two years ago or so. Cause I suddenly, cause I, I spent some time on a native American reservation growing up and, and I knew, so I have a relationship with moccasins that's not fashion based. It's more like mm-hmm. culture based. And so I started seeing everyone wearing these fringed moccasins. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Right, right. Um, but I realized over time, cause there was a military phase everyone was going through is that if I, oh, yeah. because if I see something and go, where did you get that? I love that military jacket. They'll be like, Oh, I got it like a year ago at H and M and I'll go to H and M. Of course it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I realized that the fashion industry moves so fast. Screw those guys. I don't care about fashion, but more classics that really resonate with me is that if I go to like, you know, like forever 21 and H and M, like really kind of cheap, like yeah. fashion for everybody type places. If I go fashion to, for everybody for a year, cause that stuff falls apart. He does. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I'm very still most of the time on my laptop. <laughs> I don't do a lot. Right, right. You're not really yeah, ripping yeah. things. Right, right, right. Um, but I, if I go to the website once every season, like, Oh, it's turning cold. It's time to check the websites. I can see if something, because most of the time it's like, I hate everything here. But once a year, I might be like, oh, all of that one specific floral that I actually like versus mm-hmm. all the floral I hate is actually in right now. And it may not come around for another 15 years. Right. So it's the time to go buy that thing. I, I bought Real Simple and it said dark backgrounds with large flowers are in right now. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? Have no. you seen any of that? Dark backgrounds with large flowers <laughs> are in right now. I saw it on the thing. I, I hate large flowers on dark backgrounds. Do you like that? It looked kind of pretty on some of it, and then mm-hmm. on other things, I was like, "Well, that doesn't actually work on a, it on a weird." Yeah, but there were a couple of pair of pants that I was like, "I mean, I don't know that I would look very good in them, mm-hmm. but some people can wear flowers on a dark background, and it would look nice. Maybe if there were smaller flowers, mm-hmm. but I, I could carry it off. But I mean, it's. But yeah, I did. I saw. I saw a large flowers were. <laughs> but, okay. right. See, I'll have to skip that. I'm also because right, that's of- not what you're looking for. But building a wardrobe, timeless stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's funny because when I first went to college, all of my friends were, they were into fashion. They mm-hmm. knew about this stuff that you were talking about where, uh, that's so last year. That's like, you know, like, um, it's mean to say that anyway. Well, yeah. And, and it was in that movie with, uh, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon where she was a lawyer in pink. Uh, the movie oh, I that cannot one. think of. That, uh, cannot... Legally Blonde. That's it. Legally Blonde. A great movie, by the way, actually. It's um, actually, yeah. It's actually super fun and I will watch it every time it's on. But, uh, the guy, the fact that the guy recognizes that shoes are last year or something like that means that he's gay mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, a little <laughs> sweeping, but I get what you're doing. And, um, so, but the, um, but so they were all into that stuff. And it was then that I was introduced to Eileen Fisher. Blech. Eileen Fisher makes, uh, their wardrobe staples. Mm-hmm. There's a, a mock turtleneck mm-hmm. or a turtleneck. There's a, a wrap. But the thing is, is I was just talking to somebody and it was, a, it was another episode of the Dork Forest where she was like, Eileen Fisher, that's old lady clothes. And I was like, is it? Is it old lady? Cause I was, <laughs> I was excited about it when I was about 20. And, um, and I'm still excited about it because 
I have I have mock turtlenecks. They're never a black mock turtleneck. That's never going to go out of style. No. You're always going to be able to wear a black Audrey Hepburn. Mock- some of her most popular uh, po- photos, she's in, in a that. black mock. Yeah. Right. It's always going to be chilly. You're going to want to cover your neck a little bit. Mm-hmm. And a silk, and and they're usually silk or it's like a, a nicer than rayon. Essential fabric. Yeah. They're not, they're more, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't get me started on the f- fabric quality. Get okay. started. Okay. <laughs> because um, one thing I wanted to do in college is learn to be a lingerie designer. Okay. Because I had kind of this fascination with lingerie mm-hmm. and how to dress up your body where you're kind of naked, kind of not, but, you know, like, ooh, turn somebody on. Right. Of, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, whenever I would try stuff on at the store, it was always uncomfortable. And I realized that lace, like things that look like it should be fancy, is usually really scratchy. Yeah, they're not super comfortable. No, and it's not a sexy fabric. And so if you want to dress for a date or... um, If you or, want to do lingerie... Or like even... um, Do you have to be turned on when you put the lingerie on for it to <laughs> turn him on or your partner? It can't hurt. No, it I, cannot hurt. Honestly, but- dressing to turn people on just totally freaks me out. Like I can't even really do that. <laughs> um, But realizing that... What we think, like, oh, lace, that's a, that's, do that's lace. go to. But really feel a fabric and see, like, jersey t-shirt material, I think, is one of the most central fabrics because it's so soft. Okay. It kind of just, like, almost feels a little worn. Okay. Like, it's such a sexy fabric to me. Okay. Yeah, so that's neat. So you would make lingerie out of, like, jer- like other kinds of fabric, not just oh. lace and weird. Oh, I'm not even talking about for lingerie. It's just that that was sort of the start of me noticing... Um, different fabrics. Different fabrics. Do you like wool? What do you think of wool? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is we pres- we ascribe certain characteristics to like, oh, silk. That's silky, right? right? Sometimes silky feels dirty, and wool I think of as scratchy and horrible. But sometimes it actually feels quite central, depending on the yeah, the yeah. Wool. And cashmere, super soft, yeah, and cozy, yeah. yeah, super cozy, totes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, what about like I like um, I like a re- a regular hundred percent cotton. You know, so good. But then there's American Apparel cotton, and there's like Fruit of the Loom cotton. Different feels. It is different feel. The processing. I assume that uh, it's just sort of half naked people rubbing their boobs on the American (laughs) Apparel clothing that gives it that. I always think of American Apparel as the girls gone wild of T-shirt sales Hmm. because that has a bit of a dirt bag, and uh, so I don't. I don't ever use like you get a free T-shirt for doing the Mm -hmm. Dork Forest, and mine are yes, you do. I know. Very feel free uh, to either be on the show or buy one out there, Rangers. And I think you mostly have. So good for you. And uh, but uh, oh, and I'm I also ordering hoodies this week. So if anybody wants a zip hoodie, now's the time to order them because I'm ordering some Dork Forest uh, stuff this week. Anyway. Um, so, but those t-shirts are, they're all U.S. union made, mm-hmm. uh, That's t-shirts great. that I don't, they're thicker though. They're mm-hmm. not, it isn't mm-hmm. that American apparel fabric, which I genuinely love. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wears out a little bit. I am, I'm very still too, but for some reason, very hard on clothes. Really? They disintegrate around me. Do you wash them in really hot water? Nope. And I wash high. everything in cold. And dry, uh, do you dry on high? I do dry on high. You should dry on low. All right. Just, yeah. All right. It wears out the fabrics a lot. I mean, it's just little things. Like, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I just assume that I'm just constantly, I have such a lot of energy and I'm just making things wear out. I have no idea if that's true. I don't, I don't feel like I have It's your dynamic energy. personality. That's it just what it wears is. on It's the... just creating holes in the shoulders. Oh. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but it's like they're, it's a lot thicker, those t-shirts, mm-hmm. but they... So if you, when you wash them, it's nice to wash them inside out. So it oh, doesn't yeah. affect the design. Oh yeah. Definitely. My t-shirts as well. And then, yeah. and then it does soften. 
mm-hmm. soften as you go. It's, I mean, it depends on your mood. Like for a t-shirt and jeans, like you can really pull, I mean, t-shirt and jeans can look amazing. And like, yeah. I like a kind of a sporty t-shirt feel. But if mm-hmm. I'm, if I want something that's a little bit more attractive, like if I want to pair a, a masculine cut of something, yeah. I might want a slightly more clingy fabric with the cut it's right. a cut versus uh fabric like i love because i love menswear mm-hmm. um but also like i like a guy in boxers okay like, I, like just simple like i like boxer briefs weirdly okay enough. okay boxer briefs super hot too but go yeah. with me on this mm-hmm. boxers <laughs> i just thought all boxers are boxers right right and then i i remember like at some point i realized that i don't like all boxers because some of the boxers that you get in the packages like three for yeah. five dollars or something yeah, yeah. there's this crinkly fabric where it's cotton but it's like stiff and awful mm-hmm. um and it doesn't Hang on the body. Maybe it's, the th- maybe if they put what the thread count was on <laughs> different shirts would be kind of amazing. That would be good. That's, That's actually not a bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Go with it. Yes. Yeah. So, but but what now? What do you think about boxers? What I've told about when men who wear boxers and I, plenty of women wear them too. Is um, I tried to I think in college or somewhere when it was in again, but they do crumple up on you. Underneath mm-hmm. your clothing. I don't understand that at all. Like, I don't understand boxers. Like, yeah, I don't how, know how you can wear them and still be comfortable in, un- you're wearing underwear. No, boxer briefs seem to make a lot more sense. Yeah, because they're underwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. they're tighter and they lie flat and then you could put clothing, yeah. jeans over it or pants over it. You know what I learned about briefs? I never knew this is why briefs exist mm-hmm. or one of the reasons is that you wear briefs in more athletic activities to help hold your your goods right right Keep for support you. okay i had no idea okay, so wearing so, boxers sort of when like you exercise doesn't make any doesn't sense doesn't make any sense because no. you're flopping around like yeah. a crazy person um okay yeah that makes not, sense because yeah. it's it's sort of like a cup yeah but it's it's they're just underwear mm-hmm. so it's probably why the cup had to be introduced afterwards because they probably just always wore some sort of cod piece. Mm-hmm. And then the brief was invented and they're like, no, no, the briefs are fine. I'm, I'm all, I'm all together. And then they got hit in the nuts <laughs> and they were like, I might need a cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Let's I might look into some sort of protective plastic, uh, thing. So, so wh- I do want to talk about makeup though. Yes. Because I lost my one lipstick. Oh. And it was bad. A lot of people own more than one. A lot of people say to themselves, probably going to need a backup. And if there's a hole in your luggage and it falls out. <laughs> you know what sucks about finding colors? Like, let's say we were to try and replace it. Have mm-hmm. you tried to replace this lipstick? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. Um, trying to describe, because if you talk to a hairstylist or a makeup artist about things about yeah. hair and makeup, their language is so different than a regular person's language that you can't ever communicate anything. They'll be like, like a berry. I'll be like, sure, like a berry. And they pull up berries. I'm like, mm, that's not what that's I meant by a berry. berry I mean. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, the communication gap with a makeup artist is so awful. So, um, good luck finding the, the thing. Like, how would you describe this makeup color? Well, what I did have one makeup artist tell me that, uh, cause he said everyone looks good in this classic red, this very bright red. And I said, I actually do not look good in that red. I hate when people say stuff like that. Yeah. Oh. And he put it on me and he goes, you're right. You're the only person <laughs> I've ever seen who doesn't look right in this thing. And I was like, it isn't for me. I don't know why it doesn't work, but it doesn't. And, um, and so be it. And, uh, but I, it, it's usually, I like, I like a red tone, but more of an earth tone. Yeah. So, but it's not, you know, cause I would, they, they say you should make your eyes pop or your lips pop mm-hmm. or you should make your cheeks pop or so. I don't know what, what's happening. Uh, there's more articles. I've read some articles. It's, it's, but the way that they just see none of that communication of the art form of makeup really works for me. Like none of that has ever really helped me. Okay. It's just, 
I mean, sure, for people who are going overboard and using Crayola markers on their face and just like all the eyes, all the yeah. lips. Yeah, yeah, sure. Tell them that. Right. But for, I, I feel like if I put on makeup, I look like a clown. Like I feel. Oh, like if it's super bright or a little covered, like too heavy. Yeah. Like I was just in a, um, I had offered, I was offered to be done up by a makeup artist for this wedding I was in last weekend. And yeah. I was like, no, I know what happens when that happens. I get messed up. Like oh. I, I get. Oh, it's a mess. You what? ever get a chance to see my uh, premium blend from the late nineties? Uh-huh. I look like a transvestite. <laughs> and ever since then, it's a, it's a learning curve. You have to, when other people do your makeup, you have to learn how to say to them what you want. And what I always say now is you got to keep it natural. Mm-hmm. You can supernatural. Yeah. Just because I, I don't, it's like, it would be for me like trying to do stand up in a dress. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who does stand up in a dress mm-hmm. now. But she said it took her a year to really get used mm-hmm. to it. But um, she loves dresses and wanted to wear them. That's good. And yeah. I I feel like when I'm in dresses, sometimes I feel like I lose my power. Like I don't feel powerful in a dress. So that I think Matt more masculine clothes actually give, make me feel more grounded. A sense of, yeah. Um, one thing you said about the, the transvestite thing is that a lot of men who do want to live lives as women, mm-hmm. that period where they're getting... Um, used to using makeup is mm-hmm. really awkward because they have no idea. I mean, just imagine, I mean, guys, people who've never learned anything about makeup before. Yeah. It's suddenly, me when I was 15. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an uncle. And so there's a certain amount of like, so it's a guy when he's 27, who's like, I want to be a woman. Yeah. So give me some makeup and I'm going to do this. And, and they often the go to thing. the brightest thing. They don't know how to blend. There's a lot right. there. Um, and so like, I feel so bad that you lost your one lipstick. Oh, I know. And, but the, here's the thing. Here's the good news. Uh, I get lipsticks. Uh, mm-hmm. when I buy other makeup and I get it for free. So, uh, but do you get I to don't, choose the color? I don't. I don't. Uh, I just go with it. And yeah. then if it needs to be, um, toned down, uh, they've given me a, a, a pencil. All right. There's it's- lip pencil that I can blend with it. Oh yeah. And bring it down a notch. You, you know about, okay. I, well, I started recently wearing lipstick again for, for video things, but sure, sure. You got a lip liner, just yeah. fill in your lips and then a little bit of gloss. That's or it. chapstick even. Sure. Even chapstick. Yeah. And then, and then what I do is cause I can't color for shit mm-hmm. is I just do the outline and kind of color it in and there's gaps and stuff and I put the chapstick on and then I just smear it all around. You do that? That seems that's, ex- yeah, that's boom. You're just like, cause that's, I spend a good portion of my time. S- s- what, can only be described as smearing makeup around my face. <laughs> I'm just going, I think there's a bad patch over here. I'm missing something mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of, you know, pushing on it. And, but I know people who like a friend of mine does makeup mm-hmm. and, um, she did it for my wedding. It's a great wedding gift if you're a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then you're like, mm, I should probably pay her anyway because that's her job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, but the, it, she's really, she's really good at it and it helps when the person knows you. Because just because they can do it almost like you would do it, but yeah. with more skill, and in, they're and in they're interpreting case. you. They want. I feel like makeup should express who you are. Like I shouldn't see your makeup when I look at your face. I should see you, but right. just enhanced. Right. And that's what I think is so unfair is that a lot of these makeup artists that are kind of overdoing it at that at stores is there. They want to showcase makeup. They don't really care about you. Right. 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 They're like, look what this will do. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's great. Uh, you've you yes that cover. The cover stuff or whatever. Concealer. Conce- mm-hmm. Like concealer and then there's base, right? Or whatever. Um, there's What's the overall called? color where you want to even out your tone with yep. foundation. Found- that's the foundation that- is the word I'm looking for. Oh, okay, okay. And then concealer. And I've had them do it where I'm like, 
is my nose still there? <laughs> you've, you've, you've done kind of too good of a job here. I, I look all just beige. Okay. That's the thing. Okay. So I did a photo shoot cause it's at some point it was like, okay, you, you are, have this podcast. Maybe you should get some photos taken so that people mm-hmm. know what you look like. And then I had my friend take pictures and he kind of, and I kind of, I was, I find photo shoots really uh, traumatic. Like I, I get yeah, panic attacks. They are, they are traumatic. Are you it's kidding really me? It's really scary. You know what's worse? Looking at the photos. <laughs> you know, that was the worst part. But I realized because he, my friend, who's a total dude, is just saying, Sandra, you might want to actually, because the way you should be doing it, he was teaching me makeup. He's like, you need to cover, like I see the foundation. Yes, he's yeah. like, you need to foundation your entire face and then paint your face back on, right. basically. Right, right. You get, you, you can't just cover up the patches. Of, <laughs> I think that's an acne scar. I better cover that up. And you're like, mm, yeah, but it doesn't blend with the rest of your face. Right. Okay. So can I, can I show you stuff? Yeah, yeah. Although I don't even know if I brought, okay. So I'm really into eyebrows right now. Mm. It's a new thing. Eyebrows. Yeah, because one, there's this supermodel that's really big right now. I don't know what her name is. Claire no. something, I think. Okay. And she has really bushy eyebrows. Cause I was noticing. <laughs> Somebody told me bushy eyebrows were back. It must be because of Claire. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize she was the one spurring it, but now that I saw a few articles of like how to grow your eyebrows back in, I'm like, Oh, finally we're back into eyebrows. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> That'll be great for my sweat glands. Cause that's what they're for. They're supposed to stop sweat going right. into my eyeballs. Um, so since the beginning of time for me, uh, when I would talk to any makeup artist and be like, look, I want to spend monies here. Right. Um, what do I do with my eyebrows? Cause I have a, a little patch. Like everyone's got little patches where they, there's, there's no less. Eyebrow. Yeah, exactly. It looks almost like there, I may have had a piercing there or something. Right. And it's right at the top of my arch on my left, over my left eye. And they always go, okay, like, let me just show you. And they always choose some friggin' brown color. Yeah. And my eyebrows, like I have dark super brown, black. yeah, the super black eyebrows mm-hmm. and super dark um, hair. Mm-hmm. And they always do this dark brown on me, which looks like I colored in my eyebrows. Like, oh, look right. at her eyebrows. There are two colors there. <laughs> right. And so it, I just lost faith at some point. Like, oh, I get it. I just, there is no hope for my eyebrows. Right. Then, so I have, I'm holding, this is, um, a Mac eyeshadow. What is this called? Nehru. It's matte. That's not shiny. Like, let's not do the sparkly crap. Okay. Um, but it's charcoal. It gets almost black. Okay. Just slightly gray. And I don't know why. I think I was just screwing around one day trying and just filled in the gap with a little brush and this color. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't Blends. tell it wasn't hair. Oh, there you go. I was like, all these motherfuckers are, <laughs> are telling me up. brown. It should have been gray. Right. Because the first thing you'd go to would be black. But for some reason, the gray is light enough that it both blends and cut conceal. Yeah, and, it's a supporting color. The, yes. Like my nice. eyebrows should be the main attraction and they're just like doing a little background work. Yeah, just a little background. It's nice. Happy. Change my friggin' life. <laughs> right. Not the happy tree. It is uh, the hill behind it. Yeah. Well played. I just... It's so me. Like, no one tells you this stuff, Jackie. I know it. No one tells you. Nope. You, there's no way to know. Yeah. I don't know who... I mean, April Macy's mom is a big... Uh, April Macy's a comic. I went mm-hmm. with her to uh, the Middle East. We did mm-hmm. the tour. And um, and she is a safety mouse in the way that she keeps find, trying to find out when we're going to be killed. Anyway. Oh, no. Episode, that's terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> uh, so it was her. And what we do, she has amazing... Like she does a thing where she does, she paints on her face. She essentially covers up her face and then starts from scratch. And I think her mom taught her that because I, she just posted a bunch of pictures on Facebook of her and her mom and they look approximately the same. Wow. Age. 
And May, April's probably 32, 33 years old, mm-hmm. and her mom's probably 55, 60. Is that saying that she looks old or that her mom looks young? Her mom looks super young, mm-hmm. and April doesn't ever look old. She just looks finished. Okay. Right? You know, I mean, she has a really good way of, of doing the makeup where you're like, oh, I see, you're, you know, you're all put together mm-hmm. here. And because <laughs> I'm never... Nobody ever looks at me and goes, yeah, I see what you're, you're all put together there. No one ever does that. And it's fine. I don't, I don't really. Well, I mean, do you, do you like to polish a little bit or I mean. Nope. I do like, uh, when people do it though. Like yeah. I, I go to the Korean spa mm-hmm. and they do the, the all over scrub. Oh, that's well, that nice. literally they are polishing. That's They're fun. polishing me up. That's the exfoliation process. Do you laugh there. when they do that? I do, I do laugh because it's, it's hilarious. And it's Because they're up in my business. Yeah. Oh. And, and it's so not sexual at all. It's, it's clinical. Serious, yeah. Yeah. They're just like, you are a dirty, dirty animal. <laughs> we really need to get this going because why? And then I like that. I like a massage. I like a facial. Mm-hmm. Like a spendy. You do all crazy. the things. I'll do a thing. I love a pedicure. I love a manicure. Mm. Uh, so I don't want to do it. Uh, but if you want to take this in and change the oil and rotate the tires, I'll sit there. You can mm. do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's no way that anyone, um, can do that with exercise though. I'm like, if you want to work my arms and legs <laughs> and, uh, so I, cause I don't exercise. Very mm-hmm. sad. Very sad. Oh, I mean, I, what are you going to do? There's what are you going to do? Huh. I, there's a, there's a gym really close to my house that I just signed up for. It was, there was a Groupon. It was exciting. It was that actually is. really cheap. Mm-hmm. So, and I realized that if I put the treadmill on a very high incline at mm-hmm. a very slow speed, I can hold a book and read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you reading? Um, well, I like to ask. I'm taking an improv class right now, so I'm reading the manual, the UCB improv manual. Okay. Which is actually a really easy read and marvelous. It's, it's interesting. It's well done. Yeah. It's, uh, it's translating improv theory in a way I've never understood it before. Oh, so. that's fascinating. Cause I like rules and structure. Who doesn't? And it's helpful to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. The chaos of trying to be funny. Which is not, so, yeah. so we, we can talk. And now let's touch briefly. We're at 55 minutes. Okay. It's very, let's talk about hair. Hair. So I don't know what kind of hair you listening have. I mean, we all have different hair, right? Sure. My hair is half Asian, uh, half Filipino. It's, it got a wave to it. Uh, where, What's the rest of it? Uh, Irish. Okay. Irish, a little Native American. Okay. You know, European mm-hmm. generally. Um, but if my whole life it would be frizzy, like where all my hair, like every hair had its own personality and okay. was a bit of a, and big? a solo. Like it would, cause it's yeah, totally tame here. It's well, I mean, it's a little bit on the dirtier side. What, a few things that I've learned. The thing is, I mean, the nineties, it was all about oil free. Don't do oil. Oil is terrifying. Like there was I growing up, all I know is that growing up, you don't put oil on your hair. You don't put oil on your face. Oil is terrible. It'll clog your pores. Okay. They're really talking about mineral oil, like non-natural oil. Okay. Um, but, excuse me, I'm totally irpy from coffee. Uh, no worries. I, uh, yeah. hi, audio person. Don't worry person. about it. No um, worries. <laughs> so I just took out my braids and, um, I, my whole life I've over shampooed. Okay. Where, because it would strip it down to nothing and then it would take two days for it all to have some oil again. Because right. a little bit of oil or product causes my waves to, like, you know the thing where, were you taught as a kid to brush your hair a hundred times? No. No, no. Uh, there was uh, the, my mother's hairdresser, and she cut her hair very short. Okay, she was just like it'll. Your be mom fun. was a hairdresser. That's yeah. handy. Yeah, it was. It was handy. We 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 had very tidy hair as children, Aww. and uh, but she 
Yeah, there was, but I've read about the brushing it a hundred times in romance novels. Oh, okay. they're always talking about it in romance novels that you should brush your hair a hundred times. Bizarre! Don't do that. Don't do, out, it. do not do that. No, because <laughs> why not? Um, does it break it down? Because, because it was all about like anti tangle growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was from Texas. He's like, you better brush your hair a hundred times. Wow. And my mom was a total tomboy, so she didn't okay. care. But what happens is that every hair has its own identity all of a sudden. And, mm-hmm. but what you want for curls and wave is you want them to be a pack. Like you can be like, Hey buddy, how's it going? Hey buddy. And you want like all your, and oh, then they become a curl. Yeah. Okay. And so, and then there's a whole thing like evenly distribute your hair product. Mm-hmm. There's always mm-hmm. that thing about evenly fucking distribute. I'm saying a lot of F words. Yeah. Yeah, right. Sorry about that. Um, is that bad? Is no, that bad? it doesn't matter. Um, what I realize that if I don't, if I just put some, a tiny bit of coconut oil and I mean like yeah. the tiniest amount, like, yeah, like less than a teaspoon, like yeah. an eighth of a teaspoon. Oh, like not even like I'll just touch the <laughs> top of it and then like okay. that. Yeah. And if I just take my my hands and just scrunch, and I only figured this out about nine months ago and okay. it changed everything. Right. And I just take my hair and put my hands on my hair and just scrunch, scrunch, is if you make it uneven. Yeah. If you put a little bit of coconut oil on one strand, suddenly it becomes a magnet and it draws right. the buddies around it to it. Okay. Like, hey, buddy, nice outfit. <laughs> and then they're all gathering around. And suddenly you have curls. Right. And I realized, oh, sh- my whole life I didn't know that. It changed everything. Wow. I'm really excited with these, all these things that no one ever told me that are well, making I, my life better. It is, it is interesting as you go along where you finally figure out how to, how to dress. And uh-huh. You finally uh-huh. figure out what you care about and what you don't care about. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if anyone's going to make a comment about it, you're like, no, I would like to wear blue eyeshadow. And, um, and you know, when you're a kid, you might wear blue eyeshadow just to get a response. Mm-hmm. But if you are the person who wants to wear fucking blue eyeshadow and you're 45 years old, I said, do it, knock yourself out. Yeah. And, um, but it's so, but it is, it is ongoing because there doesn't seem, I feel like that about almost everything in life where there's no actual lessons. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching people live their lives and they're learning how to live their lives. And it's like, maybe it's the purpose of religion so that they are like, well, here's some structure. <laughs> And well, you're like, yeah, but that actually doesn't help we're entirely. Not, we're not taught to skill share, okay. you know, and I'm kind of a, I just really like to share information with people and almost to a point, well, sometimes to a point where they're like, shut up. <laughs> so that's why I'm a little insecure about being on this show where I'm like, I'm telling you things, but it's cool. It's nice. Uh, people want to hear. People totally want to hear. It's good. Um, We're at the end of this episode. I we brought, are. I brought makeup brushes. Did you bring, are, are there several makeup brushes that you enjoy? I just, okay. Makeup brushes are really expensive. Have you noticed? Yes. Like, oh, here's a $30. I have three of them. Yes. And they are indeed, they were all 30 bucks each, I think. So this makeup artist, because I was saying like, they're really expensive. So how do you know which one you're going to like? You know, I don't want to spend $300 before I figure out something that I like. I found this place, this makeup artist told me called Crown Brushes that they uh, are they wholesale. Online? Yes. Crown Brushes. I people. bought six, uh, 13 brushes for mm-hmm. 60 bucks. Okay. And, um, they, they wholesale to people, but they'll sell directly to you. There's this one, cause a lot of brushes that are cheaper, they feel like they're giving me wrinkles. Like, you know, they're kind of scratchy. I don't know if yeah. you felt that. Yeah, yeah. Feel this action. Like, just dust it around. Dust oh, it around yeah. Here. No, that's a nice one. It's, that's it's, a real nice one. It's got a soft head to it. It's kind of floppy this a little is bit. A, a, an IB119 Deluxe Crease. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. It, um. That's nice. I got this in the mail yesterday and it's, it's what I've always wanted. <laughs> it's the one you've always wanted? I'll go grab a brush. I'm not above it. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's do this thing. <laughs> oh, I just, I, the minute I got home yesterday, I tore open this envelope and started taking every single makeup brush I ordered and shoving around my hand. There was no makeup on it. I just wanted to feel 
um, the way it touched my hand. It's so weird that you ran away and now I just have to say things, but they can't see these, these makeup brushes. Yeah, I know. Here you it's come. A, I have four brushes. Okay. This is the holy, ooh. That's those are the four brushes I bought and I, and they were all expensive. Is it okay if I, I touch sure, tips? Sure, please. Okay, so like this, you have a, a really short, angled, uh, flat, I, I yep. to draw lines and things. To draw these lines. These are essential. Stuff. These are, yeah, that's an essential. I never use any of these brushes anymore. I used them for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then I got bored and I just started smearing makeup around my face again. This. But this was for powder. Oh, this is important. Yeah. yeah. Do you do like, um, the big fluffy ones? These are fun. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like you can like ward away evil with these. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't use any of them anymore. I do not as often. This is uh this was, I was told this, um, it's like a big flat one and it needs to be cleaned again. Uh, cause I, I clean it. What it is, is I was told that this was a one it's flat and it's, it's tapered. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was told this is the one you get your foundation on, on your, oh, and yeah, then you yeah. dip. And then you can, it, it makes it more, uh, evenly spreadable. It's, it's easier. And it really does actually. It does a nice job on the spreading of, um, and then this longer one, which is like the one you just did, mm-hmm. used to be a lot softer actually. I think, you know, they say that you should, you should replace makeup. Like, they do every, say that. like three months. Or oh, no, that's mascara. Is it mascara? Mascara is the one that you, I think I might have some mascara in my bag. I have free mascara. That's what I have. If you actually, you know what, one of those kind of sneaky, if you look on your, uh, I just learned this, the body products, do you see that? It's a little picture of an open container. Yeah. And it says 6M. Yeah. That means you should replace it after it's open after six months. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I, oh, what's that? This is an eyebrow tweezer, uh, cleaner thing, uh, or, or not cleaner thing. Cutter Um, thing? Cutter thing. It's a lawnmower for your face. Yeah, it's a lawnmower for your face. And, um, I don't know what I did with the batteries. I haven't used it in years either because it might be completely just broken. Oh, Those yeah. are useful I'm, though. I'm, oh, there oh, it there, goes. There it is. There Let's it. shave something. We can shave stuff. Oh, I can t- I'm just put it on my <laughs> Yeah, look at it go. <laughs> right. I don't More know where. By the moment. I, th- I think it came in a bag of sw- a swag bag. It's called a finish. It's called finishing touch. <laughs> Isn't it though? And it was made in China. There you go. That's all the information that I, I was given about this item. So you get to but see it, all your girly products. This is it. My girly products. You've I seen love them. it. Dude, that angled brush though, that's essential. Like, yeah. That, that do gives, you have one of those? Yeah, it's, did I bring it? What do you, what do you use it for? I think I used oh, I didn't it bring for mine. eye, uh, liner. Yeah. But do you know about the wiggle? No. It's, like, I, I, my whole life I would draw above my lash line, like, mm-hmm. I am drawing a line on my eye. Ta-da! <laughs> and then that just looks kind of weird. Yeah. Is, I realize if you dip it in a dark eyeshadow and then you actually kind of have to come up from the top, like you're sneaking in, like the top oh, window. Alright. And then just, like, get the friggin' brush, like, into your lash line, like actually not above, but actually in it, and just press and then okay. wiggle. So oh. you don't have to friggin' brush or like scrape at your face. You just press, wiggle a little bit, and move on. And, do, and it just leaves. And, and just yes, yeah. eyeshadow. It's like stamps along. Oh, excellent! I love that one. You guys, this has been very informative and helpful. Sandra Doherty, Sandra Doherty, Sandra, sex nerd Sandra, sex nerd Sandra. And uh, what I recommend, folks, is you follow her on Twitter. You listen to the pod. You get, uh, you, you can get a blowjob, uh, not a blowjob, uh, a lesson. Oh, can I tell them the yeah, stuff? Please. Um, October 9th, I'm in New York at the Pleasure Chest teaching blowjobs 201. Is that a chain? The Pleasure Chest? Uh, a they small got chain? Four, they right I think here. they got about four. Yeah. Four a in small the US. Chain. Yeah. And then the 10th, I'm at Madame X in New York for New York Comic Con Super Week. Sure. And then the 20th, I'm back in Los Angeles teaching blowjobs 101. 101. It's really fun for couples, especially with the LA Academy of Sex Ed. 
There you go, folks. A chance to learn uh, how not to use your teeth, I assume. Um, yeah. There's more like to it. There's always more to it. And uh, I bought my first uh, vibrator one time in not long ago, not long ago in uh, in New York City at mm-hmm. what was – it was kind of a bachelorette kind of sex shop in, in the East Village, I Is think. Is it shady feeling? I don't know, but whatever it was, it was hilarious because I was, uh, you know, there's some 22 year old and I was like, Hey, I'm told I, I need a, a vibrator. Cause one of my friends was like, seriously, you don't have one. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm good. It's, I have a hand. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she was, uh, and so we went and we bought it. I've used it a couple of times. It's not great. It's not my, I'm probably doing it wrong. Uh, whatever it is. Uh, but I'm, I'm not doing the rest of it wrong. The rest of it's working out for me. Try so, using your hand just like you usually do and yeah. place the vibrator when it's on, on the back of your hand to add vibration on top of what you already do. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, See, these are the kind of tips you can get if you go to Sex Nerd Sandra. Uh, thank you so much for doing the show. You're welcome. This is really fun. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?